Ah, welcome to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. I am your host, Tadrice Parker, aka Coach, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online coaching programs for beginners and beyond. We're going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can help get you into the best shape of your life empowering our listeners to believe that they can achieve great things. If you are taking up running for weight loss, it will take care of itself as we also will inspire you to keep your nutrition real. Head over to our website and take us up on our seven day keeping it real health challenge. With that, you will be added to our Facebook accountability group for free for seven days. Seven days can change your life. Remember, The thoughts and expressions of this show does not constitute medical advice. Now let's get into this week's show. Uh, Welcome to another week. I'm excited. Yes, I am excited. There's been a lot of disappointments that we can have and could have. Things have been canceled. Life has just changed. But let's focus on the good. Let's not focus on the problems. Let's focus on the good. Okay. In our current situation that we have. Okay. Nothing good comes from focusing on problems, setbacks, you name it, disappointments. You know, all that will do is kind of put us in a box. And every time we focus on a negative, a setback, It's like taking dirt and just shoveling in over top of us. You want to get six feet deep under problems, discouragement? No, no, we're not dead yet. (laughs) You put me in a box, look, I'm kicking that box open. I'm getting out of that thing before you think about putting one shovel of dirt on me. So that's what I'm talking about right now. We're going to focus on the good. We're going to focus on the positives, guys. And, uh, In this week's podcast, we will be discussing running, intermittent fasting, and weight loss, my current situation, and how I'm dealing with things. And hopefully, you know, we're going to see if you can relate to some of the things that I have been going through, things that I've been dealing with, and and how perhaps I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear your mindset and how you're going about your day-to-day activities, perhaps in quarantine. Some people have to work. They can't stay home in quarantine and everything like that. So, uh, but after work, what's your mindset when you go home and not be able to make that pit stop past Starbucks and just hang out? Okay. Um, but before we go into that, let's we're going to go into the week that was. And I again want to hear from you. How was your week? Have you been running? Have you been watching your diet? Have you practiced intermittent fasting at all? Or has the life and stress just kind of got to you? And you're like, you're home, you're with the kids, you're with your family. And you're like, listen, I can't even deal right now. This is the way I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to eat. I'm going to eat this comfort food, right? I would love to hear how your week was. Uh, Any tips that you may have learned from some of our previous podcasts? Has it enhanced your life at, at all? Are you able to use some of those tips from our past podcast to help you today? Again, I would love to hear from some of your successes. 
please feel free to connect with me, Tadrice Parker, on Facebook. You can private message me, uh, submit any questions or comments to coachtadrice at gmail.com for those that do not use social media, do not use Facebook. But you can also go on to our website, runtothebestyou.com, and read any of our latest blogs, and you can leave you can leave uh, questions there too. Please use the website, ask questions throughout the website, and then I will get get your your questions, and I would love to answer them on a future episode. If you would like to support our content, then this is how you can do so. Type in paypal.me slash coach slash in the dollar amount in which you would like to contribute to help support our content. This is my first time ever saying this on a podcast before I was trying to use Patreon. Um, perhaps a lot of people will use PayPal. Perhaps this is an easier method in which um, you would like to contribute. Even a dollar can go a long way in helping to support this content that we've been bringing every single week. And once again, please don't assume that there's like hundreds of people out there supporting it. Um, this is the first time me mentioning it. So maybe you are that first person that would type in paypal.me slash coach slash in the dollar amount in which you would like to contribute. We have definitely mentioned, mentioned you on our next uh, episode as a thank you so much for being that supportive person. Okay. The week that was for us, I will interweave throughout the episode. So I'm going to just go ahead and get started. Um, I wrote the blog. It's going to be up soon. And I start off by saying, and this is how I start the podcast. I'm just going to read this first paragraph here. It says, uh, running by itself is one of the most popular ways to lose weight. Intermittent fasting may be a popular, catchy term in today's society to help one's man- to help manage one's weight. Although people have been practicing this for centuries. In this week's blog and podcast, I will share with everyone how I'm spending my time and these days and, uh, you know, talk about the coronavirus update. And also, I'm going through a round of Whole30 during this month. So I'm deviating from the the thing there because I already told you what I'm going to be talking about in the podcast itself. But that's how I started off the blog writing by saying that we know that running is one of the most popular ways for uh, people to stay in shape. Uh, get stronger, get fit. And, and some people use it as a way to lose weight too, right? It's one of the things that they can just throw on a pair of shoes, go out in their, uh, in their community and just start walking, just start running, okay? But what happens when you are a competitive 5K participant, you're training for your first half marathon, you got this schedule that you've been sticking to, and now your races have been canceled. And I may have talked about some of this last week, but again, I'm going to tell you my mindset and how I handled this past week. So from the beginning of March, I already had a goal of 100 miles in the month. I have a year goal of 1,200 miles for the year. So obviously, 100 miles per month will give me my 1,200 miles for the year. This goal within itself has been keeping me focused on going out every day and doing some type of mileage, okay? I even include walking as my 100-mile goal. Just stay active. Many, many clients that I work with, 
um, maybe in their 50s or 60s, they're not interested in running at all. But that doesn't mean that they have to stay cooped up in the house, not getting any exercise, not going to the gym. So they enjoy coming out and doing and walking as our beginner runners are running and training for their first 5K. Our walkers are just important, just as important as those runners because they also sign up for these 5K races that we uh, participate in. Um, two walkers that stand out to me is Eric Keating. Over he's down 25 pounds in the last year. He's a retired painter. Uh, Marie Geary, she's a school teacher. And she's been on a streak of walking. She's like killing it right now, like 60 days in or something like that. And then she bumped it up, was like, I'm going to do more than a mile a day. I'm going to do uh, at least two miles a day and 10,000 steps. So, you know, congratulations to those guys and gal who, you know, is really doing their thing on a walking scene. So, like I said, uh, I include walking because I also believe that as a runner, you really need some days off. Don't run every single day, pounding the pavement. You know, there's some people out there that have long streaks. I'll talk about my streak in a second, but they have long streaks that run every single day. Um, For the majority of the people that I work with, I want them, especially if they're beginners, to make sure they're taking care of their body, making sure they're giving their body proper rest. Now, walking in between these three key running days that I do. The three key running days is maybe some speed work on Tuesday, tempo run on Thursday, and then the weekend is a long distance run. So on, uh, you know, Wednesday and Friday or Monday and Wednesday, you can get your walk on and still it's like an active recovery that way. You know, I talked to Jeff Galloway in a conversation with him one day. He had told me like at this time I wanted to train for a half marathon. I didn't I was not in the mood of running this half marathon. And then like six weeks out, I said, I would like to do sign up for the Ocean City half marathon. It's only six weeks away. And I'm usually training for like 16 weeks or longer. And I wanted to know if if I you know had enough time to train and. Jeff had said to me, you know, go out this weekend for a 12 mile run, but walk the first three miles. And I thought he was crazy. I'm like, how are you walking the first three miles? But he said exactly what my chiropractor had told me once is that walking brings the same anaerobic experience as running. So therefore, it just makes sense. So um, I'm currently on a streak. Of doing just that as as far as like I said, um, getting my 100 miles in has not been a problem in the month of March. Um, I started a streak where I walk or run at least a mile a day. A lot of these, you know, my running days, I've been doing like seven, eight miles, two days a week. And then I've been going to the track for some speed work on my own. OK, I'm on day 149 of my streak. That's awesome. I, 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 I'm proud of that. You know, I'm telling myself it's awesome. Right. Um, So having goals is a must in order to have the mindset needed to achieve them, no matter what comes up. Okay, our mindset is everything, everything in this month of March. I've celebrated my 14th year anniversary. I got laid off from a job where I was helping building a cancer center. Uh, 
you know, these things like, okay, so my 14th year anniversary, you know, that's, that's a celebration, right? So maybe I could have had too much alcohol or overindulged when I went out to eat. And we'll talk about intermittent fasting, weight loss in a little bit. Um, and then I could have had the stress the next day of how am I going to get these miles in, you know, and I'm going to tell you, you know, the next day we actually went for a walk to the breakfast spot. That's how I got my mile in that particular day. We actually did like one and a half miles, uh, 0.75 on the way there and 0.75 on the way back. We could have easily got in the car and drove over to the breakfast spot. Okay. But, and it was cold too. So I really appreciate my wife taking that walk with me. Uh, she didn't realize how far it was. I didn't even realize how far it was. I didn't know, but, uh, you know, listen, you don't have to get in the car and, and, and go everywhere. Shoot, that was that was a nice little walk. And afterwards, the sun was out and it was not as cold on the way back as it was on the way there. So the stress of getting laid off. I mean, come on, I could have went crazy on, you know, eating and just stressed out. Right. But we also pre-qualified for a mortgage in the month of March. Our our um, I helped my wife homeschool our kid. I had to learn fractions all over again so I could teach it to him. You know, the school was let out, you know, for the month because of the coronavirus. So now all the, you know, the kids have to do all their work at home. You know, that's stressful because as parents, you're used to having some of that quiet time so that you can handle your own business. Right. So maybe you work at home. Now the kids are home. It's so important to have a schedule. So I tried to have him stick to a schedule and uh, it wasn't the way he wanted to do it. And there was some buttoning of heads. But I also learned that our children do need some say so. You know, we may have this schedule that we came across on social media or maybe even the school sent at home. And it's good to use. It's good to to uh, have that structure. Don't let the kids run the muck, as it were. But. You know what? When he sat down and wrote his own schedule, he just wanted to have some say. He put spiritual time in there. The school didn't send anything home that said have spiritual time. The uh, the the post that I saw on social media, um, which was a great idea of how to structure your day while your kid is home, that didn't have spiritual time in there. So um, proud of that. <laughs> Very proud of that, that he actually put that in his schedule. Right. So um, we can all work together. Give the kids a little bit of uh, responsibility of creating their own schedule. I think that would help too, right? So throughout this, all, throughout this whole process, I still kept focused on my 100-mile goal. If I didn't have a goal of getting 100 miles, who knows? With all those different things that arose in my personal life where my mileage could be for the month, right? So speaking of scheduled goals, I was currently working on and I'm currently still training for the April Fool's Half Marathon in Atlantic City on April 26th. I'm working on my sub two-hour half marathon. This is a different subject for another another podcast. I'm currently using some um, heart rate monitor training, something I've never done before. I'm testing on myself. If you have any questions, I'll be, I would not mind opening a discussion with you, you know, through Messenger or anything like that to talk to you about what is all entailed in heart rate training for these marathons and stuff such like that. So uh, I'm not ready to share it on the blog or a podcast yet. Just not just yet. You know, I'm, I'm testing things out for myself. 
So I'm currently training for this April Fool's Half Marathon that's supposed to happen on April 26th. Of course, and I'm trying, I never did a sub two hour half marathon. I did two hours and 51 seconds was my fastest half marathon, probably back in 2015. Uh, Well, that race has been canceled along with the 5K that was scheduled for March 28th. But remember, I said it's all about goals and it's all about having the right mindset. I ran that 5K on the 28th anyway. Although that race was canceled, um, I went to the race course that I laid out for our personal Keep Calm and Run to the Best U 5K, which helps support disabled children play baseball in Apseka, New Jersey. I have not made a, we have not made a decision to postpone or cancel our race yet. We're going to kind of wait until like the first week of April or middle of April since our race isn't until the end of May. But we are already seeing the beginning of May races canceled, unfortunately, or postponed. So we went to our race course. I say we, uh, we, we are practicing social distancing and everything like that. Small group of us, uh, four of us all in total went to our race course and we ran that 5K as if it was the 5K of our life, right? So I ate the same, like as if it was race week. I set out my race clothes. I didn't do anything differently. I kept that race in mind. So my time wasn't that great. It was 2537. Uh, <laughs> I've been averaging for, I haven't done a 5K. I did a 5K in February, actually. I'm sorry. It was a flat surface all on the boardwalk. And I did like 24 40 something and uh my personal race has some some hills to it so it it is going to be more challenging i would love to get all my races in the 24 minute range but i'm proud of myself for getting out there and acting like it was a race the only thing i did not have on is a bib and if i would have woke up a little bit earlier i was actually thinking about where where are the safety pins that i can actually pull one of my old bibs out and place it on myself I want to act like everything is the same. So in in, in uh, April, April 26th, look, I'm going to run that half marathon. Whether I get sub two hours or not, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to try and uh, feel good about it. So I like to say, actually, as I was running through the, the 5K course, there were some ladies out there walking their dogs and there's some other ladies. And they was like, you're looking good. Man, when they said that I'm looking good, I was feeling so strong. I was like three quarters of a mile into the race. And when they said that, you couldn't tell me I wasn't on the race course. Like you, you, you've been on races before and you've heard people say, hey, looking good. Keep it up. You know, that encouragement. I smiled and I said, thanks. I said, it's race day. They was like, it sure is. They don't know what I was talking about, but I said, it's race day. And then I said, and I'm in first place. That made me feel so good, right? So I was excited. And then as um, the other three members, the the first uh, guy that was behind me, he was coming up and the ladies was like, you better hurry up. He's way ahead of you. So (laughs) it was just, it was, it was fun. It was obviously it's a, it was different. Again, we're living in different times, you know, do what you need to do. So that you don't come out of the other side of this 10, 15 pounds heavier. Okay, because that that is easy to do. It's easy to do when you take your eyes off of your goals. Okay, and so come out, 
you know, stay ready so that on the other side of this thing, when races pop back up, you don't have to get ready. That's what I like to say. So once again, I encourage you, encourage you to do the same. If you had a, a race put on your calendar, if you were thinking about training for a 5K, you know, three months from now, and now the race is canceled, don't wait until races start popping up again. Still, do what you need to do in your community and run that race anyway. All right. That's some some encouragement. So right now I'm currently up to 112 miles for the month because I actually did a a mile and a half before I got out, before I started this podcast. And I'm projecting that before the end of the month, I probably will be at 125 miles for the month. And what's cool about that now that I'm thinking about it, if I do 125 miles this month, that means if I continue to average 100 miles per month, when I get to December, I might only need to do 75, which is freezing here in New Jersey, and we don't know what to expect. I say freezing here in New Jersey, but the last couple of years, it's been really warm. Let's go to intermittent fasting. I'm still sticking to my intermittent fasting schedule. Um, I do want to say that intermittent fasting, uh, for some, can be a stress on the body. Just like any, you know, so if you have all the stress of not being at your job because you got sent home, um, the kids are home. So maybe a long intermittent fasting windows may not be appropriate for you because it can add an additional stress to your body. But if you are able to manage your stress, live in the moment, be present, let some things go. You could still continue your intermittent fasting. You could continue intermittent fasting by means of only fasting for 13 hours. It doesn't have to be 16, 18, or 20. Today, I'm going for 20. I am currently 19 and a half hours into my fast. So let's go. I'm killing it. I'm feeling good. Mental clarity. Everything's flowing. Okay. I've also did a uh, joined a Facebook group of 100 push-ups a day. So I've been killing that too for the last three days and uh, feeling strong. You know, let's again, let's come through this feeling strong. One of my members, new members that I highlighted a couple of podcasts ago, her name is Lisa Diaz. She said that she started to uh, do the intermittent fasting and that uh, she did start to feel a little lightheaded in the morning. You know, once again, it's not something that she's used to. So. I did suggest definitely have your black coffee, drink your black tea. If you add cream in it, like she did that one day, it uh, breaks your fast. So we talked about this on Tuesday, but on Thursday, I was happy to get this. Actually, I got this text message from her on Wednesday, and she said that I I can share this. I get a message 8 o'clock a.m. Just want to share this. I have type 2 diabetes, and for weeks now, my morning sugars were in the 250 range. Not good. I couldn't get it down and was considering increasing my medications. Did intermittent fasting Monday into Tuesday and Tuesday night into this morning, and my sugar this morning was down 100 points to 155. Four exclamation points she used. I was so excited and happy. Can't explain the science behind it, but I will definitely take it. Thanks, coach. 
my words exactly in response to this was this. I love this. Thank you for sharing. I can explain it. Eating all, eating all day long three meals and healthy or unhealthy snacks in between does nothing but spike your insulin all day long. Needing medication to help regulate it. While fasting, we are maintaining our own insulin levels. Then when we eat real food, and I'm going to incorporate this, when we open our eating window and we eat real food, we are not having the major spike in insulin like a soft pretzel, a soda, and a pizza candy would do to us. We live near, we, we live in New Jersey and there's uh, these convenience stores called Wawa and they make some really good soft pretzels. You can buy two for a dollar. One pretzel within itself has 72 carbs in it. But if you're a little hungry, you get two for a dollar. Why get one for 59 cents when you can get two for a dollar? Plus I'm hungry? Man, then I get a little then you get a little soda to go with it. Maybe maybe at the cash register they, they got those Reese cups, you know, the little individual size. You scoop up three of those, and you got yourself a snack on the way home to eat dinner. What did I just say with one pretzel? One pretzel, 76 grams of carbs. Times two. Over 150 grams of carbs. You think that's not having an effect on your insulin level? Absolutely. Right? So I will go back to what I said. I said, makes sense, right? Simple. She says, makes a lot of sense. Thank you. So for me, staying focused on that, uh, on my intermittent fasting regimen, treating it every day as if it was quote unquote normal where I got to get up, go to work, whatever. I'm still sticking to my intermittent fasting. Me personally, when when my son was first home from school, the first two days, uh, he was driving us crazy. I started to notice that, you know, I, how did I deal with stress? You know what I'm saying? I, I was noticing that I may not be able to fast for 18 hours. Because I'm starting to get cranky at two o'clock. I don't know if it's because of the extra stress dealing with him or whatever. But uh, also, I want to schedule playtime with him. He's 10 years old. I want to schedule an hour of playtime. And so, you know, build your intermittent fasting schedule and life around what's going on at home. You know, notice if, you know, do you want to eat breakfast with your family? Do you want to focus your main meal on, um, you know, dinner time? So when I say your main meal, I'm talking about maybe for those that may fast for 20 hours and you eat in a four hour window and you and during that period of time, you have that one main meal uh, and, and a few snacks, maybe fruit. Maybe you open your window with fruit, some nuts. You eat dinner with the family. One of my favorite four hour windows is from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. So that will allow me to break my fast. I might have bone broth. Uh, as a matter of fact, let me uh, let me ask my family if they can put some bone broth on me on for me right now. I'm giving y'all live stuff right now. Hey, Nikki, can you put some bone broth on for me so I can break my fast at like four fifteen? Thanks. See, that's that's live information for y'all right there. I just thought about it. Like I break my fast at 4.15. It's currently 3.30 p.m. And uh, I can have my bone broth 
simmering right now. So at four, today is a day in which I'm doing 20 hour fast. I am going to uh, break my fast around 415 and uh, and I'll be done my fast at uh, 8 p.m. tonight. Right. Maybe I eat enough nutrients before 6 p.m. That way, tomorrow, I could break my 20-hour fast at 2 p.m., give myself some energy so that when I go to play with my son in the 3 o'clock hour, I have the energy that I need, right? And so, you know, I'm kind of mentally taking you through these things. I'm thinking out loud right here live on the podcast. Um, But again, that is 20 hours. That's for me, right? That's what I want to do for the next couple of days. But for you, my friends... Take the same principles and apply it to a, a 12 hour or a 13 hour. If you're used to 12 hours and 13 hours already, see if you can stretch, stretch it out to 14 to 16. It's easy, guys. It's, it's easy to do. Trust me. And so next go, comes weight loss, right? My current situation. So I weighed myself. So let me, let me backtrack a little bit. A couple of times a year when I have big races coming... I will do a round of Whole30 where I, where, where I will eliminate all grains, sugar, soy, legumes, peanuts, dairy, and alcohol. Why? Because those food groups creates inflammation in your body. And giving yourself a cleanse, like a reset, it eliminates all the, and if I didn't say this, soy as well. So I got to read all the labels. I got to make sure that soy isn't creeping into any of my food choices, right? A lot of stuff I do away with. And what do I eat? Uh, Real meat uh, with no sugar added. Don't just pick up something and think that, you know, oh, this is chicken, right? That should be good for me, right? But it's a rotisserie chicken already. And you look at the label and it's dusted with some sugar and brown sugar and and maltodextrin, which is a grain and all these different things. I found a- Applegate bacon that makes nitrate and sulfate free and sugar free bacon. Love that stuff. Been putting it in wrap, lettuce wraps. Been getting the heads of lettuce and cutting them in half and taking it and making a, a wrap out of it with some eggs and, and uh, bacon. I make my own chicken, you know, with unseasoned, season it myself. Last night, I made spaghetti and meatballs, not with pasta, not with grains, but butternut squash noodles. My wife is not a fan of that too often, but I took up, took some red onion, uh, sliced it up light, um, thin, long rings. So that was like almost a noodle within itself because of the, the red onion was big. So I mixed that with some garlic, butternut squash noodles. Cooked that, got some sauces that did not, I didn't, I don't just get prego, I don't get ragu, I get sauce that has no sugar in it, and you read the back of the label, and it just says tomatoes, right, tomato puree, right, may put my own garlic in it, put my own uh, sea salt in it, and I made meatballs for the first time, and my wife is Italian, she loved it, it was delicious, just got a pack of, uh, uh, ground pork and ground beef, no ingredients on the back, made my own meatballs with the seasonings that we like, and uh, put them in, I made 12 of them, put them in the air fryer, man, you know what, I'm, I'm going to include a picture of that on, in the blog post, so that you guys can see um, how good it was, so, 
during certain months when I want my fastest race time, I will do that whole 30 type of process, the whole 30 type of eating on our website. I call it the keeping it real seven day challenge because that's all it is. Keeping your nutrition real. Like, uh, it's important to not have all this processed stuff. Right. And, uh, you want to talk about weight loss, you add that with intermittent fasting and the weight just comes off. It takes care of itself. Um, there are times, there are times when maybe it doesn't seem like I lost that much. Um, you're also supposed to throw away the scale for 30 days. So that's what I did the first time I did it back in 2018. Um, I didn't weigh myself for 30 days. But from when I do it now, I will only weigh myself on race days. So I weighed myself um, on what was supposed to be my race day, which was yesterday. And I was 178.8. I reviewed that with my last um, weigh-in from the month before, and I was, I'm sorry, yesterday, the 25th, I mean the 20, uh, my goodness, I am losing track of time here, guys. I am sorry. The 28th of March, my weight was 178 even. On February 16th, which was my last race, my weight was 178.8. So I am on like day 13 of the 30 day process, and it seems as though I only lost 0.8 of a pound, but it also showed that my muscle was up from the last race and I'm 2% body fat down from my last weigh in. So it's all these non-scale victories that you achieve when you're going through this process and the weight loss will come. Again, I can make adjustments to my fasting schedule. I can make sure that uh, when I do open my window, maybe I'm eating too many potatoes, right? Maybe I'll cut back on some of that, but it'll take care of itself. Now, that was that is my current situation. I want to want to touch on something here: the past, the present, and the future. Give us a motivational quote, and we'll be done for today, right? So, take everything that I talked about. Review our past. You know, when it comes to our races, I, I was able to review the past a little bit and I was able to say that um, my fastest half marathon was two hours and 51 seconds. I don't want to live in the past. I don't want to dwell in the past, but I, I, I can learn certain things from the past and use them for my present situation and my future. One thing that I did going into 2020 was say, set a goal for myself. I want to do, I want to get faster at all of my races. I know one way to get faster at all my races is to put 100 miles a month in. That's 25 miles a week, um, you know, times four, you got your 100 miles, right? So, have the goal clear in mind. Up until yesterday, all my races have been faster, you know, my race yesterday, which was done basically by myself and along with, you know, three of my crew members, uh, maybe that would have been in the 24 minute range because all my races leading up to yesterday, my races have been on flat surfaces, though, and I've been under 25 minutes, which is always my goal. I never said I was super fast. Listen, I'm 45 years old. I am happy with the the uh, the speed in which I'm starting to develop. I've always been in the, I don't want to say always, because 
for most of my life, it was hard for me to get a sub 30 minute uh, 5K due to uh, whether it was what I ate or just feeling like I was heavy, you know, and for those that don't know, I restarted my journey in 2013, uh, losing weight. I was 217 pounds. And as I said today, I'm down in, you know, 170 something. So that's like 40 some pounds weight loss. All right. And I've been able to maintain it through eating the right foods, not buying, um, costly weight loss products, just eating real food, and choosing, strategically choosing what times of day that I eat to optimize my results. And I want to continue to get faster at my 5Ks. And should that lead me to a sub uh, two-hour half marathon, I'll take it. I'm, I love the having a goal, and I love working towards the goal, and that's called the future. So in the present, I'm doing what I do today with intermittent fasting, with eating real food in the present, because I want future results. And that's it. And regardless of what comes your way, stress, coronavirus, after the coronavirus, should we, should this world <laughs> survive another 50 years? There may be another outbreak of something else, loss of job, you know, uh, not having enough money for food. There's always something that is going to want to set you back. But being a person of faith can help you with that. Also, so take time in the morning to do your miracle morning process. I talk about it. You can go on our uh, website to our morning motivation read list and uh, pick up a book of the miracle morning. I love that book because it helps you to set your mindset for the day. How do I get this running mindset? A part of it is because I practice the miracle morning. So with that being said, I'm going to conclude with our motivational quote, which actually comes from Lisa Diaz as well. I asked her to provide our run group with a uh, motivational quote for Thursday. And this is what she sent. What seems impossible today will one day be your warm up. She added this comment along with it. She says, I cannot wait for this to be true. Every practice, I look at Lisa Keating and her sister, Chris Ballard, and think, when will I be like them? One, one, me- one note to Lisa Diaz is that I really appreciate uh, this quote. I appreciate you looking at good examples. Uh, but don't rush it. Don't compare yourself to others. And uh, continue to do what you're doing. And someday someone will say, Every practice, I look at Lisa Diaz and says, if she can do it, I can do it. And then a word for Lisa Keating. We love Lisa Keating. She is Eric's wife, who I talked about earlier in the podcast. Um, She joined the group because of her sister, Chris Ballard. And so she's been with us for a year now. And she she just turned in... uh, a sub nine minute mile. She's about 56 years old and she just comes out consistently every single week and does her thing. She posts constantly that she got, she's out there getting her private runs in. And, um, we just so proud of her, her accomplishments. Um, sometimes we may not talk about her 
enough. She's been on certain podcasts at races. Uh, I would love to have her on the show, her and Eric. Um, So that's my thoughts for today. Once again, guys, the best way to predict the future is to create it. So create an amazing one, my friends. I would love to hear some of your thoughts and comments. Have a great week.